a man who spends hours in hardware stores sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Sushere. I just went. Uh, I just went across the hall and looked out at the sky above University Avenue. For what reason, my the friend? The skies are darkening, Matt. Oh, the skies are darkening. Okay. All right, check this out. Where you got? Where is it? I tell you. <clears throat> Twitter cries racism over photo of students. But then the girl's mother reveals the truth. Social media cried racism over NBA photo of Santa Fe high school students. Uh, One Santa Fe, Texas mother was forced to defend her daughter on social media after an Internet mob cried racism over a picture of her daughter and her classmates. You following me? I am. Why? What was the what was the photo prior to the start of Game Five in the NBA's Western Conference Finals between the Rockets and the Golden State Warriors? The NBA invited Santa Fe High School <laughs> seniors and first responders to the game, according to KHOU TV. All right, mm-hmm. bring the kids in. They yeah. just suffered this trauma, and uh, the senior students gathered on court together to sing the national anthem and hold a moment of silence. For the 10 lives lost at their school on May 18 in that shooting massacre. Yeah, sounds very moving that they would do this. Afterward, the NBA posted a picture of the girls to its Twitter account where it garnered a lot of attention for all the wrong reasons. Oh, boy. The picture shows six white girls holding hands while a black girl, Nicole Janice, appears to be standing alone. She doesn't appear to be standing alone. She is. In other words, she's not holding anybody's hand. Okay. Immediately. Social media users charged that racism was the reason the young black woman was excluded. Because the word doesn't mean anything anymore. And it continues to be more destroyed every day. One tweet that passive-aggressively questioned why the black girl's hands weren't held garnered nearly 40,000 retweets and more than 100,000 likes. The black girl's mother, Linda, has set their record straight. The black girl is my daughter. It's people like you that keep this race crap stirred up. You just look for ways to make things about race. These girls are her friends. You have no idea what you are talking about, so you just need to shut up. Mm. Go get a mom. Yeah, good bounce. Despite the definitive tweet, people still questioned why her daughter's hands were not held, so Linda answered them. Oh, my God, people. Oh, here's a tweet that says, if they are her friends, why aren't they holding her hands? And Linda writes, my daughter didn't want to cry before she had to sing and holding hands would have caused her to start crying. That's the story. It's not about race. My God. Then it got worse because someone questioned if Linda really is Nicole's mother since Linda is white and Nicole is black. Yeah. The the tweet was, do you even have proof she's your daughter? Uh, Who sent this? These are... what have I been complaining about for ten years? I know, but this I, is the great Greek chorus of the unwashed. But I was—I really—I wish somebody would look and see what. Well, it, dummy. The, okay, somebody said, "Do you even have proof she's your daughter?" The the Twitter tag is SMH at Paneros. See, I don't know what that. SMH at P E N P A Y P A Y E N E R N E R E O S E O S. Now, is that some Twitter account you can go look up? I don't know. I'll find out. I'm not out. done yet, so okay. pay attention okay, to the story. Look at me. Yep. Focus. Yep. <clears throat> Do you even have proof she's your daughter? One of these anonymous fools asked. Yep. And Linda replies, I have a birth certificate, which you will not be seeing. 
This is us at a senior parent night for band, and she included a picture, apparently. And, of course, one final person had the gumption to ask Linda how she explains racism to her daughter in all your privilege, meaning apparently because the mother's white. Oh, she doesn't qualify. She, she doesn't, doesn't She, she doesn't can't know be the that. mother of this black child, apparently. Uh, and the mother had one of the great... Uh, one of the great responses of all time. Uh, the the uh, the Twitter user who said that was audio. A U D I O. Then capital D O P. D O P. E N E. E N E. Dollar sign. Dollar sign. Dollar sign. Dollar sign. At oxygen Purnell. And see, I don't. I have no idea what any of this BS means. I, I'm so uninterested. What I am interested in is the complete bottom having fallen out of cultural and uh, our moral and ethical integrity. Right. So, so this audio dope dollar, whoever this creep is, writes. I wonder how you explain racism to her and all your privilege. And she responds. I let her read these posts. You're doing a damn good job. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. (laughs) Linda told KHOU the image the NBA posted to Twitter did not capture every student on the court, which is important because the students not in the image also were not holding hands. When Nicole came out of her room Saturday morning, she was upset that they had turned this into a race thing because she knew what was real. To make something so simple into a race issue was just absolutely ludicrous, the mother said. It's very disappointing that people are going to take a race issue out of a picture with nine grieving girls in it. I grieve in my own different way. I don't like to be touched. When we had that moment of silence, I didn't want to grab anyone's hands because I didn't want to break down before we sang, Nicole said. Wow. It's just, it, it's just a shame what it's doing to us, isn't it? By, by it, I mean this, this constant vigilance of anonymous people who believe in their own self-virtue. Yes. And the fact that I know you're entitled to think, but why people take it so far and so negative and to question the mom, if this girl obviously went through so much, why would you need to question anything about the family? You know, who's back in the news? Who's back in the news? Jared Moultrie. Does that name ring a bell? Jared Moultrie. The pastor down in Timminsville, South Carolina, who completely falsified That's his right. experiences with the, with the cop. Yes. Right? Yep. Well, he's back because uh, he's doubling down now. And he said, oh, well, the cop uh, that you see on the uh, on the video, he's not the one who gave me all the grief. It was another cop. He's, no, he, no, oh, no. He's making, he's it, making it worse now. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a dummy. And he said... Uh, Remember, there then a local activist named Timothy Waters, uh, disturbed by Moultrie's Facebook account of his uh, uh, transaction with the police, uh, went and found the or went and asked to see the body cam footage and was shocked to discover that right. that Moultrie had literally made everything up. All right, uh, uh, I'm trying to get to okay, Timminsville, South Carolina's local NAACP. NAACP chapter is apparently displeased with the findings on the video. In other words, they're displeased that the video does not show a racial confrontation. And Moultrie himself is now claiming that two officers conducted the traffic stop in question, and it was the other one who reportedly racially profiled him. Uh, WPDE. No. uh, Everybody fight back on this one that is involved and say, shut up. Uh, uh, 
In response to questioning by the NAACP's regional field office regarding an account of the traffic stop posted on social media, the branch president, Reverend Jared Moultrie, addressed apparent contradictions between the body cam footage released by the Timminsville Police Department and his social media account. Reverend Moultrie asserted that two different police officers questioned him after his car was stopped. We didn't get that when his first in his first fiction account. We didn't get that. Uh, and the coppers explained that sometimes uh, if another copper's in the area, they stop. But uh, the police also have a video evidence that the other copper who stopped never left the car door of his car. Never never, never went over and talked to Moultrie. Wow. So Moultrie's now doubling down on his lies. At what point does the that branch of the NAACP... I'd say, you know, you've lost the confidence. And and the NAACP has not approached the Timminsville Police Department in this aspect of their so-called investigation. They're displeased that the original body cam video doesn't show a confrontation. Right. right. And so now they're going with Moultrie doubling down and saying, well, it wasn't that guy. It was the other guy who stopped. Yeah, the guy that sat in his car the entire time. Mm-hmm. Uh, WPDE reported that... Uh, uh, well, WPDE reported that Police Chief Brown said Moultrie's account is wrong once again. WPDE reported that Brown said a South Carolina Highway Patrol trooper stopped to officer to offer assistance during the stop, as is fairly custom, but that the Highway Patrol trooper never left the doorway of his cruiser. The second trooper never left the doorway, Brown said. He had no contact with Moultrie at all. Now, and it's common sense, anybody who's ever been stopped by law enforcement, and there have been times where there was a backup officer. But give me a case where one officer will come and ask you for your credentials, deal with you, and after he finishes with you, another officer comes up and asks for your credentials again and deal with you again, Brown said. It just doesn't happen that way. It doesn't work that way. Moultrie's got to quit lying, doesn't he? He really does, because uh, he's got caught. He's been caught twice now. All right, just a moment, just a moment. Flashlight check, two belt check, attitude check. He's going in. Joe Suchere. Can I get something off my chest about Hillary Rodham Clinton? What would that be, sir? <clears throat> I find her to be pathetic in the in the truest definition of the word. The internet are all abuzz showing photos of her uh, dressed unusually for the season we happen to be in. Okay. Warm weather. Right. She's always wearing a, a fairly bulky jacket and scarves. Yes. And and there appears to be uh, a protrusion on her back suggesting perhaps a brace of some sort. Okay. And so there was a picture of the most recent one is she and Bill marching in, uh, in a Memorial Day parade yesterday in Chappaqua, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Sure and sure enough, there she is all bundled up and with this thing back there. Right. Okay, here's, here's, here's what I wanted to get off my chest. What, is she, what does she think she stands to gain by hiding whatever that is? 
does she intend to run again and thinks that if she admits to an infirmity or a malady that that would cost your votes? Is she that calculating? What what is what does she stand to gain by not coming out and saying, you know what? I my third vertebrae down it's is all shot yeah. and I'm I'm wearing this brace till it gets better. What what why can't she say that? What prevents someone like that? From the ability to be truthful, I, I think I think I know. I, I think I may know. Okay, I think it's her surrounding, could potentially be her surrounding staff, saying, you know, you really got to hide that. You don't. Why? Why do you have to hide that? Unless, unless they, the people, her people think that's going to cost you an election if we learn you're you're all hunched over like Quasimodo. It'll show some weakness, and the yeah. the people won't. I I don't know that for a fact, but I can certainly see that playing out. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, I'm sure she has a tremendous staff. You mean in terms of uh, uh, numbers, numbers? Numbers. Well, yeah, I would imagine she does. As a former first lady and mm-hmm. senator and secretary of state, David Hogg is the young. Uh, well, I didn't see the picture. What? What? Describe it. It looks like what? There's a, a wrench coming out, or a, no? No, you can see a lump uh, below her neck. That again suggests it's not at her bra attaching, right? It's too high up. She probably put that on correctly. I, I, <laughs> well, it could be. Maybe she put that that big that giant. You know, she probably wears one of those bras that says "I need help" in aisle five. It's pretty know. tough to get into. Right. I don't know the combo anymore. I used to know it when younger, but not anymore. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe she's got dementia. She puts on the bra backwards. It's a chastity bra. <laughs> I can't you look it. pretty good, sir, in that picture. I always do. I yeah. think I appreciate that. I always do. Yeah. No, it's a. It's well. All she's right, either got. She's no, either got a, a medical device back there, or she's developed a hunchback. Does she have? She doesn't have. Uh, not scoliosis. I don't so. know what the. Well, I guess you're resting my case. Whatever she's got, she hasn't. She's not interested in telling anybody. Oh, I can see it now. Okay. See it? Yeah. Back injury or brace. What the hell? And that's Or bra on backwards. Yeah, that's... I don't know. It, it's something. It's not just a puffy jacket. No. Yeah, that's bizarre. But David Hogg is the, uh, is the uh, <clears throat> activist against the NRA. He was at one of the kids who survived yes. the shooting in Florida. And uh, I remain convinced that there's somebody manipulating him. Uh, he's a good-looking kid, and he dresses sharp, and he's getting a lot of attention, and he's an anti-NRA crusader. And okay, I got all that. And and but he successfully engineered a boycott against Publix supermarket, which is a huge supermarket chain in Florida. Yeah, and and they they had a die in there. The, oh. the, and the reason is because he got wind or was fed the information that the the corporate uh, parent of Publix uh, donated money to a uh, gubernatorial candidate in Florida who is a, a pro-NRA guy, and Publix donated money to him. Uh, he's the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School senior. He's upset Publix donated more than a half a million dollars to uh, Putnam's campaign, Putnam being uh, Florida governor candidate Adam Putman, a Republic, a, a, a Republican. 
and, and so uh, so hogs, whoever's masterminding, whoever's pulling the puppet strings for hog, yes, they say, uh, hey, uh, this Putnam guy who uh, wants to be governor, he's he he just accepted five hundred grand from. Uh, from Publix, and so uh, maybe maybe you could have a little fun with that. So they staged the die-in at Publix, but it backfired on them. How so? Well, it, it backfired on those. Uh, well, because Publix said, you know what? Uh, they didn't like the die-in in their stores. Right. It, Who would? It, That's bad, you know, just not good publicity. Well, it turns out they're equal opportunity uh, donators. They give to all sorts of causes, many of which uh, would be endorsed by the left. Okay. And so now they've stopped giving any money to anybody. So so Hogg, on the one hand, he has the successful die-in at Publix to protest the evil Republican gubernatorial candidate. Right. By the same token, Publix has contributed to the YWCA, the Coalition to Stop Gun Violence. Uh, they have uh, donated to same-sex marriage uh, groups. They have donated to uh, uh, many liberal causes because as a corporate, they're they're dishing out money wherever they right. think it would be beneficial right. to them. So now uh, the the hog boycott uh, has pulled Publix out of uh, donating to uh, pro-gay marriage and pro-abortion organizations. So so all the money that was being uh, given to the left by uh, the Publix's parent group is no longer being given to the left, nor are they giving any money to uh, Republican candidates anymore. So uh kind of backfired on them sometimes. <laughs> it really did. Yeah. And it, it, you know, I, I guess, and I don't know. I, 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 I'm terribly confident in suggesting that he's being run. He's being operated by somebody. Okay. And in him, whoever's running him, they have found a real photogenic, uh, well-spoken young guy who has who is can walk the walk because he was at the damn school when it got shot up. So they, but somebody's running this kid, and they just they got a little too clever by half with Publix because Publix is now going to. Not give any money to anybody. Uh, we're going to be back in a moment, but now thanks to our great friends in Owatonna, Minnesota, at Federated Insurance, where it's their business to protect your business, and nobody does that better than Federated. It's Frank Miller from the Wall Street Journal and Your Money Now. In the red, the Dow, NASDAQ, and S&P posting losses for much of today's trading, this coming amid some political uncertainty in Europe. Well, even though stocks are lower today, consumer confidence in the country remains up. That's according to the latest figures from the conference board. It's consumer confidence index sitting at a nearly 18-year high. Economic expansion, record high job openings, and low unemployment levels all contributing to the strong consumer confidence figures. And could it be a case of Star Wars fatigue? Disney shares seeing a bit of weakness today after the latest installment in the Star Wars franchise met with some surprisingly lukewarm results over the weekend. The spin-off flick Solo pulling in about $103 million over the holiday weekend. It was expected, though, to make between $130 and $150 million. The film reportedly costing Disney about $250 million to make. Now, the results have some wondering if it's a case of Star Wars fatigue. The last installment released just five months ago, and seven more films are reportedly in the works. I'm Frank Miller with Your Money Now on 1500 ESPN. All right, thank you very much, Frankie, and uh, thanks for pinch-hitting for Mr. Vale. Time for Red, White, and Boom, as you very well know. You've heard this before on our radio station. Start your 4th of July off with a race and a grill outside. That's right, join 1500 ESPN and Twin Cities in Motion at Boom Island Park for the Red, White, and Boom Half Marathon Relay and 5K. After you finish the race, stick around for the finisher's grill out, complete with hot dogs, drinks, photo booth, picnic games, and so much more. 
And how about this? All runners receive a Brooks short sleeve technical t-shirt and exclusive 2018 finisher medal. At the Laker out of town, run the virtual red, white, and boom. Yes, you can do that wherever you are on the 4th of July. You want more details? If I haven't told you enough, find out more at 1500ESPN.com keyword events and check out the red, white, and boom. Garage Logic returns right Here's Chris Reavers in the John Height Newsroom. Thank you, Joe. We'll start with our weather report. The Twin Cities metro area is now under a severe thunderstorm watch that runs until 8 p.m. The National Weather Service issued the watch for a wide area that includes the metro. That heat advisory is also in effect for Anoka, Carver, Dakota, Hennepin, Ramsey, Scott, and Washington counties until 7 p.m. Rook just called downstairs. The official temperature is 92 degrees, but as you mentioned off the air, Joe, it's a 78. 76 on my phone. 76. Yes. And this update is brought to you by the Duluth Trading Company. Visit Duluth Trading Stores in Bloomington, Fridley, and downtown Duluth. Very good. You are a child. Yes. You are a giant. What did he yes. pull now? I don't, never mind. I don't even want to know. He wrote the sponsor down, which he is supposed to do. Yeah. Here, I'll, I'll, here, I'll in fact, And can, then he wrote here, a very here's... inappropriate word underneath that. Because he, uh, he assumed I would go Ron Burgundy on it and just report. Yes, read anything you put up. There. Yeah, I, I was I was testing you. Yeah. The Twins bounce back after a three-game sweep in Seattle to take the first of a three-game series in Kansas City with an 8-5 to victory over the Royals. Brian Dozier had three hits. Eddie Rosario had, drove in three, and Miguel Sano hit his sixth home run of the season. Lance Lynn was pretty good. He won consecutive starts for the first time in 10 months. He went six innings, allowing just two earned runs. Same two teams go at it again tonight. Kyle Gibson will start opposite Royals left-hander Danny Duffy. First pitch from Kauffman Stadium is at 7.15 p.m. The Vegas Golden Knights open the Stanley Cup Finals with a 6-4 victory over Washington. Thomas Nosek scored the tie-breaking goal midway through the third period. They also added an empty netter. Riley Smith scored a goal in the second period he, and had his 15th assist this postseason. Game 2 will be Wednesday night. Puck drop is at 7 p.m. from the T-Mobile Center. And the NBA Finals are now set after Golden State bounced the number 1 seed Houston Rockets with a 101-92 victory last night. The Cleveland Cavaliers and the Warriors will meet for the fourth straight time in the Finals. The Warriors won the first and the most recent meetings with Cleveland winning back in 2016. Game 1 will be Thursday night in the Bay. Tip-off from Oracle Center will be at 8 p.m. You can hear all of the NBA Final action on 1500 ESPN. So no matter how many, if even if we have a Game 7 and a sweep, uh, basketball is going to probably finish after hockey. If we have Game 7 and a sweep? If we have a Game 7 in the NHL and we have a, a sweep in basketball, oh, yeah, I see basketball is still going to outlast no matter... Yeah, basketball takes... I think three days between games, okay, even yeah, when they're still right. at home. I th- it's something absurd, and it's all because of TV. But yeah, right. hockey will be done before basketball. Uh, news notes from today. The U.S. is announcing that it will impose a 25% tariff on $50 billion worth of Chinese goods containing industrial significant technology. The White House said today that the tariff will cover goods related to the Made in China 2025 program. The full list of imports that will be covered will be announced by June 15th. 
Uh, President Donald Trump has bemoaned the massive U.S. trade deficit with China, $337 billion last year alone, as evidence that Beijing has been complicit in in abusive trading practices. The White House also says the U.S. is planning new investment restrictions and export controls. The announcement comes as the administration negotiates with China on a broad trade dispute. Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross is expected to travel to China later in the week for more talks. A Bloomington woman is jailed awaiting murder charges in the death of her husband in their home over the weekend, authorities said today. Michael Carpenter, 53, suffered blows to the head Sunday at a home on Utica Circle and died a few hours later at Hennepin County Medical Center, according to the medical examiner's office. What she hit him with. Uh, that, that part they don't know yet, Joe. Mm. Uh, officers arrived at the home around 8 p.m. after Carpenter's wife alerted them to a domestic dispute and Deputy Police Chief Mike Hartley. The, they located Carpenter, who was unconscious after suffering from upper body injuries, Hartley said. Carpenter's 51-year-old wife was questioned by investigators and then jailed. Hartley said little about how the blows were inflicted, but there may have been a weapon that was used. He declined to specify what that weapon may have been. The deputy chief declined to say more about what led to the violence, but did say officers have been to the home previously for different disputes over the years. A motorcyclist was taken to a nearby hospital after he was knocked off his bike by a broken power line in Oakdale this morning. According to authorities, a vehicle had crashed into a power pole in the area of 19th Street and Hadley Avenue, and the guide wire was hanging low over the road. No one in the vehicle was hurt, authorities said. The 52-year-old motorcyclist driving in the area was pulled off his bike by the wire. The area was closed from about 5.30 a.m. to 8.45 a.m. while the crew worked to fix the line. The motorcyclist was taken to Regions Hospital with injuries that were not life-threatening and is expected to be okay. Uh, May I ask a motorcyclist question for you, Mr. Mayor? Sure. Uh, Is it legal to not wear a helmet in the state of Minnesota? Yes. So you can, it's just, you're running your own risk, basically. Because I was having this talk with the wife. I thought it was, I thought you had to wear a helmet legally in the state. The reason I I asked. I think they flirted with the law years ago. Look it up, Rook. Now that I think about it, I I don't know. Okay. Well, the only reason I ask is. um, I don't think you have to. Okay. But you always did when you rode. It depends on where I was riding. Got it. Which was silly. You can die 10 feet from your house, much less anywhere else. On the freeway. Uh, Well, the reason I ask is I was traveling home yesterday from the great state of Iowa. Yeah. And um, I was in the left-hand lane, 35 north, between Albert Lee and Owatonna area. All right. This was probably noon, between noon and one. Yeah. And there was a contingent of bikers behind me. Yeah. I would guess 20 different guys. Yeah. And and I was going a tad above the speed limit, let's just say. Mm -hmm. I passed a a giant uh, truck pulling a big camper. Yep. Got in the right lane, and these guys went by me going about a a hundred. Not one of them was wearing a helmet. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, wow, that's uh, you're rolling the dice there. Were they wearing any colors? Uh, they were all wearing matching jackets. I see. And I looked up those jackets. Uh-huh. They look rough around I'm, the edges? I'm very glad I did just let them go by. Yeah. See you later, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all Minnesota motorcycle operators must have a permit, uh, insurance, okay, and wear eye protection, <clears throat> face shield, goggles, or glasses. Right. Um, they do not have to wear a helmet nope. unless you're a permit nope. operator. Nope. 
What would be the difference if you're a permit operator? I don't get that. I don't know. It says motorcycle permit operators. Maybe if you don't have your license yet, you right. have a permit. You, wear a helmet you do have to wear a helmet. Yeah. yeah. I see. Or under the age of 18, they must wear a helmet. Gotcha. Okay. An annual ranking of 1,000 of the world's universities is out, and the University of Minnesota is one of nine Big Ten schools landing among the top 50. Really? The University of Minnesota came in 35th on the list released yesterday by the Center for World University Rankings. What's number one? Uh, the Oh, I got it at the end here. I'm sorry. The center, based in the United Arab Emirates, is a global consulting organization providing policy and strategic advice and consulting services to governments and universities. It's been published, publishing the academic rankings of universities since 2012. Uh, the top university, Joe, was Harvard. Yeah, not in my book because the academy's pretty much failed. That's right. true. Uh, eight of the top 10 universities are in the United States, with Harvard at number one, followed by Stanford and then MIT. Others from the Big Ten in the top 50 were Michigan at 18, Northwestern at 23, Wisconsin 27, Illinois 32, Ohio State 40, Rutgers 41, Penn State 43, and Maryland 47. The United States led with 213 universities in the top 1,000, followed by China with 108, the United Kingdom, France, and Japan, Germany, Italy, Spain, South Korea, and Canada all round out the top 10 countries. In total, 61 nations have schools in the top 1,000. The rankings are based on quality of education, alumni employment, quality of faculty, research output, and other factors. Mankato State wasn't. I'm hearing tunder. I'm hearing some rumbling. I'm hearing tunder. I should probably repeat that because the alarm's been going off here for the past couple of minutes. The Twin Cities metro area is under a severe thunderstorm watch that will run until 8 p.m. tonight. The National Weather Service has issued the watch for a wide area. He just walked in here. That's Patrick. Jeez. He's checking the blinds. How you doing there, buddy? <laughs> yes, the wind is blowing the shades. They're just unbelievable. The blinds. The shades. The shades. The shades. <laughs> Why are the shades rumbling? Why do we have shades? <laughs> yes. He came in to give us a weather report. Because yeah. we, we're not aware of it, are right, we? Right, right. I didn't no. hear, is there anything else going on? What's going on? Right? He was there to take care of us, wasn't he? We, uh, we got him. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look through the shades. I do not have the seal. Let's have uh, Dave Dahl. <laughs> yes. Wildlife than a DNR field agent with a PhD, Joe Suchere. Here's Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. We've had one strong thunderstorm move through downtown St. Paul. Did produce uh, nickel-sized hail. Uh, severe thunderstorm warning continues for the St. Paul area, Ramsey County especially, and that storm is moving northward at around 30 miles per hour. The hail core has seemed to uh, diminish a little bit, at least here over the last hour or so. But we're still expecting to see some strong storms through this evening. We do have a, a severe thunderstorm watch until 8 p.m. tonight. And that will be creating some, um, you know, definitely some strong gusty winds, maybe up to 60 miles per hour at times. When is this, Dave? 
Uh, all the way through this evening. Oh, I see. Yeah, we we have a line right now in the eastern suburbs, a stronger line out in the western portion of Minnesota. All of these are traveling almost straight north, and a lot of this is going to take some of the energy out of the atmosphere, these early thunderstorms that we've had. So we're hoping that the uh, severe weather threat will diminish here in the next couple of hours because of the thunderstorms that we have currently ongoing across the Twin Cities. So overnight tonight, then, we'll see gradually clearing skies after dark. Uh, temperatures will drop all the way down to about 68 tonight. Then tomorrow, warm, humid still. Thunderstorms likely throughout the day. Some locally heavy rainfall, 84 for the high tomorrow. And then showers and thunderstorms still likely tomorrow night. Less humid, though, on Thursday with partly cloudy skies, 82. 83 Friday, still less humid. And then Saturday, a chance of a scattered thunderstorm. A little cooler over the weekend, upper 70s for both Saturday and Sunday. Back to 80 degrees on Monday and then 83 on Tuesday of next week. Some more scattered showers and storms are possible. 92 right now, Joe, and I have the records for the day. May 29. 94 on this day. We got close to it. 94. In 2006. 2006. 33. 33. In 1965. In 1965. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. You realize today all Starbucks stores are closed? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, for they, they have to have their anti-bias training. I only mention that because that will never happen at the Krabby Coffee. Shop. It will never happen at the uh, Krabby Coffee it's not Shop. Happen. My friend that works at the airport said he witnessed that the Starbucks there was open. Well, I don't know when. Maybe they were open this morning. Maybe oh. it's this afternoon. You know, somebody went to the trouble to do this, so I'm going to read it. What is that? It's a it's a it's a chart showing why gasoline is one of life's great bargains. <laughs> okay, this is is it cleverly done, or is it are they are they well, fact? A diet Snapple, a 16 ounce diet Snapple, yes, is a dollar twenty nine. Okay, that would make Snapple ten dollars and thirty two cents a gallon. Okay, Gas seems pretty cheap when you look at I got it that it when way. You look at yeah, huh? okay. Huh? Huh? Why they chose diet snapple? Lipton iced tea is a dollar nineteen for sixteen ounces. Mm-hmm. That makes it nine dollars and fifty two cents a gallon. I understand what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Gatorade, <laughs> twenty ounces for a buck fifty nine. I have no idea if these prices are right, but yeah, that, they sound about right just from seeing them in in the grocery stores. Well, D- Gatorade, twenty ounces for a buck fifty nine. That makes Gatorade ten dollars and seventeen cents a gallon. I've never paid that for gas. Have you, Matt? No, I paid four bucks when I in a RV when we went to South Dakota. Ocean spray cran apple juice. Yeah, what do you got? Which I like, by the way. Yeah, it's good. Sixteen ounces for a buck twenty-five. Does that sound about right? Yes. That makes that ten bucks a gallon. Brake fluid. Twelve ounces is three dollars and fifteen cents. Are oh, you going to go high here? I, uh... That means brake fluids cost thirty-three dollars and sixty cents a gallon. Yeah. How about Vicks Nyquil? I've never thought about it in the gallon. Have but, you? Have you not? Let's go. Uh, six okay. ounces. Does this sound right? Six ounces of Vicks NyQuil that you buy at the drugstore is eight dollars and thirty-five cents. Yeah, that's one hundred and seventy-eight dollars and thirteen cents a gallon. Wow, and gas is starting to look pretty good. Gas isn't it? is. Uh, huh? I'm not going to complain about it being two eighty-five or whatever it is today. Pepto Bismol. Yeah, that's four ounces for three dollars and eighty-five cents. Yep. That makes Pepto Bismol. If you went to the, if you you know, if you went to the store and you had to get, I'm going to have a rough week. Get the nozzle and you're right. going to fill if up. If you're a, Reavers, yeah, you fill up a can. Yeah, it costs you 123 dollars and 20 cents for a gallon of Pepto Bismol. Wow. 
Whiteout. You know the whiteout stuff that you use for, uh, I can't yeah, believe it's still Yeah, liquid paper I, whiteout, yeah. I can't believe it still exists. Seven ounces is a buck thirty-nine. That's $25.42 a gallon, Matt. Wow. What do you think of gas prices now, Matt? I think I'm going to want to fill up for the, uh, I ran out of gas for the mower, so I got to fill up. When I'm filling up with that one gallon can, I'm not going to complain about it. Scope. Mouthwash. Yeah. One and a half ounces for 99 cents. Does that sound right? One and a half ounces for 99 cents. Okay. $84.48 a gallon. Woo! Evian water. Okay, that's just like... Uh, water. Dasania, right. Well, here. Here's a bottle of water right here. How many ounces? Or how, how big is that this? That one's got to be... How big is it anyway? 16, that's more than 16. Is that a 20-ouncer? Uh, it's a 20-ouncer. Okay. Uh, so, okay. 20 ounces of water. But they got Evian water at nine ounces is a buck forty-nine. Uh, that's twenty one dollars and nineteen cents a gallon for water. Well, that's for water. So the next time you're at the pump, yeah, today, t- tonight, be glad your car doesn't run on water. Scope, whiteout, Pepto Bismol, or Nyquil. Yeah, you're not kidding. The other good great, old petrol essence. Well, the other great thing about a gallon of gasoline is the incredible energy you get for that one gallon. The incredible energy. Not, not only is it a bargain compared to these other products, but think of what a gallon of gas can accomplish. It, it can accomplish uh, fueling machinery that can lift and do things more than humans. Well, or even just make a, a an unsightly yard look perfect. I mean, a, a gallon of gas probably would last... I don't even know. What's a snowblower hold? Does that hold a gallon? No. I don't think it does. No, it doesn't. It holds. Maybe a half gallon? Not even that. I bet not. Because when I, no. But think of the energy, think of the energy that the snowblower produces. Six weeks ago, we were using snowblowers on however much gasoline is in that small tank. Think Think of the conversion of that gas to the energy so that you don't have to shovel. Oh my gosh, I can't even imagine that. No, it's a it's a miracle. That's what they call it in 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 French. Essence. essence. The essence. essence. Can you take us to break? I can certainly take. All you right. Break. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. You know, they have an outburst in the United Kingdom of uh, knife violence. Uh, Yes. So uh, you got a judge over there uh, named uh, Nick Madge. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's male or female. Lutton Crown Court Judge Nick Madge said the knives in England are too sharp. And all knives from the kitchen should be filed down. <laughs> and then we're going to stop the... Uh, so you don't get such a nice crisp yeah. cut on that sirloin when you're... Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, that- you have too many knife-related incidents, and uh, Madge has told judges, lawyers, and court clerks these offenses often seem motiveless. One boy was stabbed because he had an argument a couple of years before his junior high school, and he said that the, uh, the judge said that the existing knife control laws had almost no effect since the majority of those knives used in attacks had reportedly been taken from the kitchen. So what this guy wants to do is uh, 
Really be an idiot. Get everybody to get their kitchen knives and file off the points, and then and then it'd be less likely you'd uh, you'd be stabbed. And so, uh, and then the hell with the eating your meals. You'd have to come up with a different way to cut your steak, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, good luck with that. I mean, you have to, the knife police, or they could only enforce that if somebody got caught with something. So I guess it doesn't really make any difference what the nature of the weapon is. There's always going to be some problems with it, right? Yeah, a, a lead pipe. Can I mean, they've, be a they've got terribly strict gun control laws in Britain, uh, but but now they have to take all the knives out of the kitchen drawers. Yeah, that's not and file down the points because. <clears throat> Uh, people are being uh, behaving too irresponsibly with, with the knives. Speaking of dulling things down, I just sharpened. I took off my mower blade yeah. and had it sharpened at Ace. Not a boy in Inver Grove Heights. Yeah, and that's a nice deal. Yeah, well, it, it always helps to have a. Sharp, I've never, I've never taken a blade off and sharpened it before. It's not that difficult. No, it it's wasn't. One nut. I, I, I think I go higher on the knack scale as a result. I'll give of you that. a little point for that. Yeah, maybe a half point. Fifteen hundred ESPN is. KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. Officially, it's 92. Yeah, it's probably cooler than that. I don't know. I think Sports you found 78. 